Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and we've got such a special treat for you tonight. We've got a super special guest joining us. At some point in our lives, we all plead for a supernatural touch from God. We do, right? We all do. And, you know, my guest tonight has a miracle story that I believe will touch you forever. Angela Atkins was she was in a car crash and actually died shortly before her 15th birthday and god supernaturally raised her from the dead and she's been impacting multitudes of people around the country and even around the globe now internationally with her newly released book called miracle road and you're going to hear her story tonight and I know that this is going to bless your socks off. So share this out, you know, maybe, um, you know, just share it out and get ready to be blessed. My guest, Angela Atkins, is she's also a speaker, a writer, a certified biblical health coach, a mentor and leader. And again, she's the author of the newly released book, Miracle Road. And that is her true story. So she's also a very, very good friend of mine. And it is an absolute honor and pleasure to have her on the broadcast tonight. Angela, welcome to the Victorious Life broadcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you tonight. Oh, it's so, I'm so glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to be with us because you got a lot going on right now and it's awesome. So Angela, <laughs> you've got an amazing miracle story to share with us and we have lots to share. So we're going to get right to it. So first, take us back to that autumn evening in 1987 shortly before your 15th birthday, and tell us what happened. Well, my family and I were heading home from church. It was on a Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and we were on a two-lane highway, um, and my dad had noticed a car on the shoulder of the road, and then he swerved heading straight for us. My dad swerved to avoid the head-on collision, and he smashed into our car. Um, he hit the passenger side in the front and went down the passenger side, which I was on the passenger side in the back seat. Um, when the car had stopped, we landed between a propane gas tank and a tree, and we had less than a foot on either side. And when the car stopped, my mom was hyperventilating, and dad was trying to check on her to see if she was okay. Mm. And my sister, the way the car had smashed in, I was laying on her. So my sister was trying to get me to respond to her. And she was saying, Angela, get up, get up. The car stopped, get up. She couldn't get me to respond. She started smacking me in the, in the face, still no response. And then she started screaming. She said she looked at my chest and I wasn't breathing. So she started screaming. And then dad got out of the car and he tried to get me to respond. No response. Um, some time had passed when they were trying to get the ambulance, make sure that the ambulance was called. And then he saw the driver of the other car getting ready to try to give me mouth to mouth. Wow. And dad was upset thinking I'm already dead and just upset. He grabs him by the collar and told him to leave me alone and wow. holding him close is when he smelled alcohol and he said, you're drunk. And he let him go and started preaching to him on the side of the road. Well, then dad got back in the car with me. And mom was pinned in, but she managed to turn around on her knees just enough to see to, so she could see me. And they started praying. 
God, you gave her to us. Please don't let her die. Please don't let her die. And um, they said that the spirit of the Lord filled the car. And my sister was standing outside of the car and she said she felt a gush of wind go past her. And then the car started shaking. And all of a sudden I started breathing again. During that time, I don't, I saw bright lights and I heard my mom yelling my name from a distance, like calling me back home for dinner or something. You know, I didn't feel no pain. I didn't feel fear or anything. I didn't know what was going on, but God breathed life back into my body. How long was it before you started breathing again? Like, was it 10 minutes? Was it, you know, don't know. Nobody really knew the time is like just so much had transpired in between, but it was before the paramedics arrived. So there was no clinical record that I was dead. But I'm but sure it, it took a little time for the paramedics yes. to arrive as well. Exactly. And then with dad running out to the street and people surrounding him, and then him come back and preach to the drunk driver before he got back in the car with me to start praying for me, some time had passed. So, um, but they didn't. Wow keep track of time or know how long it was lifeless. And then your sisters felt the gush of wind go right through and right and fill the car. And your mom was still pinned under the, in the car at that time. And then you started breathing again. Wow. And then were you, I mean, were you just kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to give a really like a visual. Were you just like, so you, were you moaning? Cause there was no response from you all that time. And then, when you, you know, you said that you saw lights, I guess, when, I guess when you were gone and then, and then you saw you said you heard like your mom, like calling you faintly in the distance when, when God brought you back. Yeah, exactly. And I asked her, I said, were you screaming my name? And she said, no, I was praying, God, you gave her to us. Please don't let her die. But I was hearing her like calling me. I didn't know what was going on, but it sounded like she was calling me back. Um, so immediately after that, dad said, when I started breathing again, I started groaning in pain, which I don't remember. I know it's the grace of God, but he said, I started groaning in pain. Wow. He knew that I was in pain, but he said it was still the happiest sound to him because he knew I was alive. Yeah. And you know, you're calm telling it, but I can only imagine the frantic the franticness of, even though, you know, this is the other thing you grew up in a godly home, your dad being a pastor. Cause I'm sure people that are just hearing this are like, wait a minute, her dad was preaching to somebody when her daughter was like, you know, dead, dead in the, in after this crash, right? right. Your dad was a pastor and, and is a pastor. And you, you know, you grew up in a godly home. You had goals and dreams of being, you know, an actress and a model, and you loved to sing and play the piano. What was the recovery process like once, you know, um, after the crash? And did you ever ask the question, Lord, why? Why did this happen to me? Yes, the recovery process. I was a very active teenager, like you were describing. I even loved the outdoors and loved to run and ride my bike. So the recovery process was painful. It was a nightmare, you know, something I would never wish on anybody. Um, There were times that it would hurt to even take a deep breath um, just from all the injuries and bruised ribs and stuff. Um, So the pain is even hard to describe. So Angela, just tell us quickly, what what was broken? Um, My right collarbone was broken. My left hip was dislocated. It was actually pushed all the way back. 
Um, my pelvis was fractured in six places and my back was broken in the T12 L1 level, which is the mid low part of your back. And from the movement of the car had shifted my spine and damaged my spinal cord. So at first I was paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. So I was pretty broke up and then my ribs were bruised and it was hard to, to take deep breaths there for a little while at first. They were doing respiratory therapy and everything on me. So, and then you also had a back surgery, right? At that I time, you had rods put in and everything. Yes. That was 12 days after the crash. And it was on my 15th birthday. On your 15th birthday, you had this surgery. Yes. Yep. And it was a four and a half hour surgery and about two hours in recovery and two, two and a half hours. And mom said when they rolled me back from the surgery, um, she said that hit a little ruffle in the carpet and I would just groan in pain because, and like people couldn't really hug me because it hurt so bad or even just touch my bed rail. And, just and Angela, I, I understand that there was some serious angelic activity going on. Talk to us about this. Well, of course, at my birth, there was an angel present. You know, the Bible talks about that. We will entertain angels unaware. We're not supposed to worship angels, but we do Never. entertain them. Mm -hmm. um, so the night of the crash, my sister was the same age. We're 11 months apart. So the night of the crash, we were exactly the same age. So when they got us mm -hmm. all to the hospital, they had to life flight me. And then when the ambulance got my family there, they put, they had them all in separate rooms to check them out. And my sister was scared because they could hear me screaming. They knew I was hurt really bad and she was scared and she was alone because mom and dad were in separate rooms. Um, so she was nervous and she said this one nurse came in and would say, what can I do for you? And um, she started rubbing Renee's leg where it was hurt. Renee's your sister. Yeah, my mm -hmm. sister, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the pain went away. And then she right. looked at Renee and would say, um, don't worry, your sister's going to be fine. You know, everything's going to be fine. You just watch and see. And then she would leave. And she would never come in when all the other. But she came back a few times, right? And your yeah. sister asked her, like, what do I call you or what's your name? Yes. Um, she said um, she didn't have a name tag on. So Renee asked her, what, what's your name? And she said, well, honey, you can call me Nurse Evans if you want to. So then, like, after a week, Renee went back to the emergency room to try to find her and thank her because she was so comforting. Every mm -hmm. time she walked into the room, she comforted her. And she went back, and they said, we don't have a Nurse Evans that works here. And Renee described what she looked like, and they're like, nope. Nope. So, yeah. And That's she amazing. comforted her and told her every time she'd come in, she'd say, your sister's going to be fine. Watch and see. That's amazing. And then your mom also had uh, an experience with an angel at some point to just tell us quickly about that. That was at my birth. At your birth. Um, and it was along the same lines where she was in labor and she was crying out to God. She didn't know what was going to happen. And she was like, God, help me protect my baby and help me. And a nurse came in. There were, and at this time in the seventies, they would have like two women in one room. Mm -hmm. So she would only come to mom and would rub her stomach and the labor pains would subside, but she would never go to the other lady. Mm -hmm. so the same thing happened in the eight days after mom had to have the cesarean. Um, my dad and mom tried to find the nurse to thank her because she came in numer numerous times for mom until wow. she wheeled her to the operating room. 
and they could not, they described what she looked like. They didn't have a name, but they said that there was no nurse that worked there. That looked Amazing. Like that. Right. So like after that, you realize it's an angel. Totally. So, okay. So fast forward, you're in the recovery progress uh, process. You're making great progress. And even, even though the doctors told you that you would probably never walk again, you were making great progress. They were calling you miracle girl and all this other stuff. Cause they couldn't even believe how great you were doing. And then you get hit with devastating news that you're going to need another back surgery, that your back is actually collapsing. And yet God did another miracle. Tell us about yes. that. And this was only a few months after, a couple months after the first back surgery. Um, the doctor had come in and told me that the myelogram showed that the sur first surgery wasn't done right. And they were going to have to go in and do more bone graft, taking more bone from my hip and from my rib. And they were going to have to put smaller rods in. But he said, because my back was collapsing, if I didn't have the surgery, that I would, it would collapse. The long rods would break through my skin. And he said, I would lose everything I had gained. Because at that point, I started getting all my feeling back down to my ankles. So um, he said, I would lose all that again. And I had started moving my legs at that point. Right. Yeah, sorry. I just needed to interject because I, because I remember reading it and how you weren't even able to move your legs for the longest time, you couldn't move them. And then one night in the bed, mm -hmm. you you were like, move, move, <laughs> yes. uh, really. But uh, sorry, I know I kind of jumped a little bit, but because <laughs> the power of your words and that authority, yes. you used it. It was that faith. I'm like, you are going to move. And they moved. And then I had gained all that movement back when mm -hmm. he had told me that. So it was a devastation. I just broke down after he walked out of the room. I broke down and cried. My mom cried with me. And then we called my dad. And he had told me, you know, some encouraging words, of course, right. that if they, another knife would not have to touch my back until they took the rods out. You know, he was. So wait, you're saying it very calmly. But when I was reading the book, that's not what I was hearing. I it's was hearing calm. your dad was like, no rod is going to touch your back no or no knife until those rods come out. Right. right. Exactly. You know? exactly. And he did say if I had to have surgery, that God would be with me. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to have another surgery. So we were grabbing a hold of faith at that point. And didn't you go to, uh, or he was doing a service or something and you went and he was, you know, he was saying and declaring what would yes. be. Yes. We were at a revival and they were mm -hmm. praying for me. And God showed him, he stood up after they prayed, the spirit was falling. And he said, God showed me an x-ray vision of her back while y'all were praying. And he said, I made her back. I can put that bone back in place because there was a crushed vertebrae that they took out, but they did not repair, did not replace according to the myelogram. And so, the doctor said you needed that bone. There was yes. one piece of bone that was just missing. That was yes. not there. Okay. Yeah. And he said, that's why my back would collapse. So um, God showed dad an x-ray vision of that bone going back where it was supposed to be. Mm. So when it came time to go to the, back to the hospital, the doctor wanted dad to come. So they did all the x-rays. And when they were ready, my dad was witnessing it across the hall. But when they were ready, he went over there. And I was laying on the table where they were doing checking reflexes and stuff. And the doctor said to him when he walked in, he said, uh, we don't have to do surgery. You know, surgery's not necessary now. 
But you said this doctor called in another doctor and then they called in some more doctors and they're looking and they could not explain it. So he came in and what did he say to you or to your dad? He said, well, first he said, I told you that Angela would need back surgery. He said, it's not necessary now. And dad was like, he knew. He said, but he wanted to hear him say it. He said, what about that bone you said was missing? And he said, well, it's there now. And he pointed to the old x-ray where it wasn't and the new x-ray where it was. So there was no room to And he just said, I can't explain it. Yes. Yep. He couldn't explain it, but we knew what happened. God oh. did. Yep. So I didn't have to have that back surgery. <laughs> and, and didn't they let you go home that day? Um, yes. It was like shortly after that exam and they sent me home. Wow. So, Praise yeah. God. Now, this is, this is really something, but the driver who caused the crash mm-hmm. wanted to come and visit you at the hospital and in fact did come to see you at the hospital. And what did he say to you and what was your response to him? And real quick, I just want to let, let everybody know that he did go to jail and then he opted, he appeared before the judge while I was still in the hospital and opted oh, okay. for five days in rehab. Oh, um, wow. But when he came to the hospital, um, I wasn't fully ready to see him at that time. So my eyes went straight to the wall in front of me when he walked around my bed. Mm-hmm. He said to me, he said, Angela, I am so sorry for what I did to you. And I just want to know if you'll forgive me. Wow. And I felt like I got really warm. My sister said I turned red. But when I opened my mouth to speak, the only thing that I could say was, yes, I'll forgive you. Um, when he left, he was with his mom and a preacher. When he left, he ran into my um, parents and dad told me that he had tears in his eyes and said, I would never have purposely done that to her. Mm. And it was just a choice to drink and drive is what happened. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So you, you weren't able to, you know, really, you couldn't look at him yet. Right. You know, part of you was probably still, you know, angry. Yep. Yet the word that came out of your mouth was yes. yes. Wow. So you found healing in forgiveness. Why is this so important? Um, it's very important because have you heard the saying that offense, holding on to offense is like drinking poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. Yeah. You're only hurting yourself if you're holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, we know the words of Jesus when he was asked, how many times should I forgive my brother? And he yeah. said, 70 times seven. Um, so and we know the importance of forgiveness. We know that Jesus himself forgave those that crucified him. So we yeah. need to forgive. It doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with the person right. or if they committed a crime. They're going to have to face the justice system for that. But you forgiving is letting go of the burden of carrying the yeah. events and feeling like you have to get back at them. It's letting go and letting God have it. And then you can move forward with your life and let God work in you. And when you do that, you're not holding hate. You're not holding bitterness. Um, you truly forgive. Then God can work and does work. God does heal. Okay. He'll so heal good. your mind and your heart and your body when you forgive and let it go. So good, Angela. It's like the weight is gone because, and there's no agreement with the enemy because it's pure deception to stay in unforgiveness, no matter 
the hurt. And listen, we've all been there, right? People, yeah. right? We get hurt. And mm -hmm. so, Angela, you've been asked many times since the crash, are you angry at God for what happened? You know, what has been your response to this and why? Absolutely not. Because God is a good God and God has great plans for us. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about that. His plans are not to harm us or to prosper us. Yeah. So God is not behind the evil that happened mm -hmm. to me. Um, we, we live in an evil world where people make bad choices that sometimes affect innocent people. And mm -hmm. I totally believe that we can, we pray for God to protect us and take care of us. Um, but I know that night that metal collided with metal and before the car mm -hmm. even stopped, God already had a plan in place Please. to take care of me and to turn it all around for our, for my good and for his glory. Woo! <laughs> That's that, that scripture Romans 8, 20, it came to my dad on the side of the road and wow. we grabbed a hold of it that God works all things out for the good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we grabbed a hold of that. We all did that. God was going to turn this around. It looked bad, but God was going to turn it around for good. Praise and did. So and that, I, did, I was never angry at God because God mm -hmm. did turn it around for the good. Praise God. So Angela, you became a spokesperson for MADD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and you actually went on to speak in prisons and schools and churches and all over the countries for all different kinds of organizations, sharing your story and literally impacting multitudes of people. I, you, I know because it's in the book about people coming to you and crying about how, you know, they would drink and drive before and then they were you've had people say i will never drink or drive again even college kids right a guy that was getting ready to go to a party that weekend was like i'm not even going like yeah. you're you're there's so much that's so awesome in 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 this book and it was a huge blessing to me and you know i oh, i had to have angela on the broadcast because this is a story that is being told needs to be shared and you know i just i recommend it and so here's the thing <laughs> this book it's so awesome miracle road and angela of course we only have 30 minutes on the broadcast there's just, there's only so much that we can say but there's so much more in this book you know angela you understand for real about how healing works. You lived it, you you went through, even at a young age, you didn't even know the power of your words and yet you were determined to never give up, to not give up, to not cave. And your doctor being the God, your doctor, your, your I almost said your husband, your, your father, <laughs> your, your, your dad being the godly man that he is, kept you encouraged and your mom, you know, and just not accepting the report of the doctors, but coming against it and, you saw miracle after miracle, angelic activity. There is so much in this book. And so where can people purchase the book right now? Where is it available right now? They can get it at Amazon. They can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can yeah. get it in the store. You can get it online. You can get it at Walmart.com. And you can get it at Goodreads. Awesome. And I just want to tell you, Get this book. It's Miracle Road, the truce, a true story of faith for healing and restoration. This book 
It's loaded with truths about healing, right? How to receive healing. It, it, it's loaded with healing scriptures. And I just want to say, don't wait on getting this book because it was sold out the first day that it was on Amazon. It's a new book, newly released. First day on Amazon sold out. It was sold out on barnesandnoble.com, sold out in Barnes and Noble bookstores, sold out in local bookstores. And now this book is international and it's in England and Australia and Wales and India. And those are only countries that we know about, probably even more countries. So you've got an opportunity right now to get it right now while they have it in stock but I don't expect that it's gonna be in stock very long again, again. And you can just, um, when you go on Amazon, just type in Angela Adkins, and I'll just show you Angela's name. It's right here on the screen. Um, and just type in Miracle Road, and it will come right up. And I definitely recommend it. And even as a gift, if you know someone who maybe is in a hospital right now, or maybe they're just struggling with depression, or maybe they've been in a crash, or an accident, you know, um, it's, they're just trying to recover. Maybe it's someone who's sick right now. Maybe it's you. I, I hope not, but you know, this book is going to be such a huge blessing to you. It, it was to me, it is. And I just, you know, highly recommend it. And so Angela, if people want to contact you to, um, to come and speak to their church, to their organization or a school or a college, where can they get in touch with you? Uh, the best place to get in touch with me is Facebook and okay. Instagram. Okay. So Facebook, um, it's Facebook, I'm sorry, facebook.com forward slash Angela's Miracle Road. That's the, so just Angela Atkins. If you type in her name, you'll see her personal, but we're talking about her page. So it's facebook.com. Let me see if I can just put it here real quick. Um, hmm. I don't know if I can. If somebody can type that, facebook.com forward slash Angela's Miracle Road. That would be great. And you can just look up Angela's name on Instagram. There's a couple of underscores in the name. But good enough. And you'll you'll be able to contact her directly through Facebook. You could send her a message or a DM Instagram, direct message on Instagram. Angela, this has been such a blessing. And, and our time, you know, unfortunately is so short. We only have 30 minutes, but but what a blessing you are. Can I ask you to pray for the viewers and for those who will watch the replay? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Heavenly Father. I thank you for your great love and your mercy for us. Lord, I thank you for all of those that are watching on the broadcast live tonight and those that are watching the replay. God, I pray that you will touch every heart and every life and heal everybody for your glory. Whatever circumstance the audience may be facing, there is nothing too big or too hard for you. I speak healing over each one tonight healing over their minds, their hearts, and their bodies, and that they line up to the word of God. And we know that by the stripes of Jesus, they are healed. It is done tonight. I believe it. And I speak for it to manifest in their life and in their bodies right now and for your glory. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Woo! That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Angela. And thank you. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. What a blessing this woman is, really. Angela, it's been an honor and a blessing. Thank you for 
taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you've been doing, you know, book signings and speaking in churches and doing all this stuff. And, you know, we just appreciate you. I love you. We love you. We bless you. And thank you for watching The Victorious Life tonight. Make sure that you share this out, you know, with other people. Let's advance God's kingdom together. And I'll see you again really soon on The Victorious Life. And if you have any questions for Angela, make sure you reach out to her. Definitely follow her on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and she'll be happy to, to, um, to respond. So thanks again for watching The Victorious Life. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And I will see you again soon. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.